Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Millennial Motherhood Podcast. I am your host, Nikki Charles, and this is a weekly podcast that will not only discuss the highs and lows of being a mom, but everything else that comes with the job. The mom life can be a struggle sometimes, and we all just need that mom friend next door to sort it all out with. So grab a drink and a snack, and let's chat about all things motherhood millennial motherhood that is hi everybody welcome back to the millennial motherhood podcast i'm your host nikki charles and we are back and this week we are talking about establishing routines within motherhood yes i said it it is possible to learn to establish routines now not saying it's going to go the same way every day but just know that you can be able to plan one and have it out and ready for yourself and it starts from the beginning so without further ado let's jump into it all right, so I'm a routine kind of girl, right? I can live with the I can live the go with the flow lifestyle, but I do need some routine for my day to day to function well. That's just how I am. I've always been the type of person to get up early and start my day before others, and I also enjoy the feeling of my day being completed by the middle of the day by lunchtime. I'm not gonna lie, it's my kind of thing. But of course, all of that came to a halt when I became a mom. Things do not work the same way. I want to sit here and tell you guys it does not work the same way, right? So I'll admit that the first three months, everything was a mess. I had no idea what I was doing, trying my best to get into a routine of things, trying my best to learn my daughter, but I was not there. So I was really just trying to make it through the day (laughs) at any point that I could. It wasn't until the end of my fourth trimester, and yes, I said fourth trimester, If you want to know about that, let me know. That I began to get control over my life. It took me that long. So today, I thought I would sit and share with you guys the things that I did to establish routines in my life as a mom. The first thing I did was gain control over my feeding schedule. I was a breastfeeding mom and it got really easy to get out of control um to get my feeding schedule out of control i used a lot of apps while i was nursing and my favorite app that i used back then was called the baby tracker newborn log you can find it in your apple store or your google store and it'll be there that's the name of it baby tracker newborn log you know, I was with that um, app, I was able to track my feedings, which I breastfed. Uh, so meaning like which breast I used last. It allowed me to help with her keep track of her diaper changes and what type of um, diaper she had. And it also allowed me to keep track of her sleeping patterns. At first, it seemed like a lot to keep track of, but I eventually learned a lot more about my daughter's patterns and what to look for throughout the day. So using this app showed me that my daughter was pretty predictable, like most kids, or like most babies. There were days that she would have a one-off, but for the most part, she stuck to her routine. And she, you know, it really set me up for the next phase of my routine. Now, I want to mention that this app, this is not a sponsored um episode but I buy this uh, app but I want to say, tell you guys some of the benefits that this app provided for me so it made it easy for me to recollect the patterns and the statistics when it came time to go talk to my daughter's doctor um, it definitely reduced a lot of anxiety about whether they whether I was caring for my baby regularly sometimes as a mom things slip your brain and you don't know the last time you fed your child you may not even know the last brush you pumped on but this app was definitely able to 
um, to help, help me out with that. Um, it also allowed me to find comfort in the routine and my routines and helped me plan my day around Abby's schedule. Again, I was not only able to track the feeding, but I was also able to track her sleep and her diaper changes, which came, which especially the sleep part came in big time when it came to sleep training. And like I said before, main thing, it helped me get my baby on a routine, um, especially when things like activities were irregular. So I talked about getting my first step was to get my feeding schedule under control. Next, it was sleep training. Yes, I know sleep training is a touchy subject for most moms. So I will say this first, do what works best for you and your child. I'm not an expert. I'm only one mom sharing what worked for me and my one child. Okay, so now that I got that out of the way, let's get into it. I first started researching sleep training when Abby was about nine months old. I stumbled upon the program called The Sleep Sense by Diana Oberman. That program, I won't go too much detail into it because it would take a whole episode. And if you guys are interested in that, let me know. I will definitely do an episode on sleep training. But the idea is that... Um, the method of what I'd use was I would put her down and of course she would cry. She was a baby. She would cry and then I would go in about every 5, 10, 15, and 20, every 5, 10, 15, 20 minute increments to go check on her. That's how I did it. Now, it took me about two weeks to fully sleep train Abby and a full two months, including the use of her crib. Since we um, we would we sleep or we co-slept for about ten months, meaning in the same bed, and then those last two months up until she was a year old, she would sleep in her crib in our room. I also still nursed at night until she was about fourteen months old. So big big deal. But that sleep training definitely allowed me to regain some control over my schedule and like my routine as far as like having a bath time routine and all that is involved in sleep training like I said again let me know if you want to have a more in-depth episode on sleep training and I can definitely do that but that that whole process certainly helped me get a nighttime routine down for Abby and I was eventually able on her first birthday she made the switch into her own room and having that 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 routine down for her 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 sleeping definitely helped when it came time to move her into her own room okay so next we have um nap time uh schedule nap and nighttime schedule right so um not much of that was altered when I was at work during the day and she was on her daycare schedule. Now I did adjust our weekend and afternoon schedules to, well, not mostly after, not evenings, but definitely weekend schedules. I adjusted my weekend schedules to fit what her regular daycare schedule looked like. So if she ate at a certain time at daycare, she ate that same time on the weekend. Same thing for sleeping, same thing for playing, all of that, kept it all the same wanted to keep her in a really smooth system. I, being the adult, just adjusted my life around hers, okay? Um, so like I said, I did, I did keep a pretty, very, a pretty strict schedule. 
try to not allow things to um, disrupt our schedule. So if on the weekends, if somebody tried to, especially, in, in, and I say this, guys, and I say about I didn't let anybody disrupt, disrupt it. I mean, like during those foundational, those fundamental times of creating a sleep schedule or just creating, taking control of the nap time schedule, you cannot let other things deter you from what that schedule is. It's super important that your child gets sleep and it's also super important that you're able to put your child on the schedule. That way you can function better as the parent, okay? So that meant that my daily life was temporarily planned around every schedule, like I said. Yes, it was difficult at first. And yes, I missed out on a lot of things that I wanted to do. But getting her on a strict schedule then would prepare me for success moving forward. So an example schedule of, that I followed from when Abby was a, from the age of like one to two, <clears throat> I'll go through that. So um, first what we would do is we would, she'd have her wake up time, she'd have her wake up and I feed her, then we'd have, that's at seven, then we'd have breakfast at 7.30, then at, so between uh, I'm sorry, we have breakfast at 8.30. So between 8.30 and 10, it would be like playtime. And then she would have a snack around or and milk. So she'd have a snack and milk. And then for that was at 10 o'clock. So then for about at like around 10 or 10, 10.30, give or take, she would nap for at least about an hour or two for before lunch. 12.30, she'd be up. She'd be eating lunch. And between 12.30 and 2.30, she would be playing. And at 2.30, she would have a snack and milk. And then at 3.30, she'd go down for a nap. Now, Abby would nap for two hours or three if you let her. Um, she is a napper, especially in the afternoon. So we try to make sure that she was up every day by five o'clock. That way, she would have enough time um, to get tired before bedtime. So let's say she woke up at five, we had dinner at six, and then our bedtime routine would begin at like 7.30, right? 7.15, 7.30, bedtime routine would begin. And then by eight o'clock, she's had her whole routine. She's been breastfed, eight o'clock in the bed. That's it, right? So we kept that schedule until Abby turned around two. And the only thing we changed from when she turned from that schedule to after that is that we took away the morning nap and then her afternoon nap was a bit earlier. So instead of it being at 3.30, we would bump it up about an hour. Um, we would bump it up an hour and still not letting her sleep past 5 p.m. <clears throat> so that's pretty much how we got on track with her scheduling um, and anything else around there. If we were out um, and let's say we were out during that time after lunch, she would still get her milk. I would nurse her wherever we were. She would still she usually could still get her nap in if we were out for a long day. I would if I would plan around that. But generally during those times, I would make sure that we were close to being home most of those days when she would be on that <clears throat> the afternoon the end of that schedule so after two years old we have been a little bit more flexible on the daytime schedule but her one nap and bedtime has always been consistent so now abby is about to be three in about two weeks so she 
has consistently, she'll wake up no later, but she'll wake up between the hours of 6.30 whew, and 8 a.m. or 8.30 a.m., depending on how she's feeling um, and depending on what's going on. So she will, and then she will go to bed. We make sure she's in bed every day, 8 o'clock. At the latest, if we are home late, it would be like 9 p.m., at the latest, though, every day, 8 o'clock, she's in the bed. That's the one thing that has been consistent. And she definitely takes or we put her down for a nap every day for one nap. So one nap a day for at least an hour and bedtime at 8 p.m. on the dot. That's the one thing that we've been consistent with. She still sleeps for about an hour and a half to two hours. So the hour is just, you know, not that. <laughs> That's too little right now. All right. So now I'm not sure how this will change once she turns three this month. Um, one thing we are experiencing right now is the three-year-old sleep regression. So multiple times a night, she is waking up usually between the hours of 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. And she'll stay up sometimes between 30 minutes and sometimes 45 minutes up to two hours. She will just be back and forth, back and forth up and out of her bed she will go look for a snack she will try to go to the bathroom she has gotten undressed like it's been some really crazy nights <laughs> with dealing with this three monthly progression um she has also told us to go back to bed and she doesn't <laughs> it's it's been really interesting this sleep this three-year-old sleep progression um and yeah and it started about a month ago just not going straight to sleep at bedtime which she did, she has to be really tired, but most nights she's up reading for at least another 30 minutes. And I'm air quoting while I'm reading because it's dark in her room and she doesn't have glasses on. And, you know, I don't know how much she can read in the dark without glasses. But anyway, um, yeah. And then she she started coming to our bedroom several times throughout the night looking for us. And it was just pretty, pretty crazy. Um and at first we would give in and let her sleep with us, but we had we knew we had to stop and like nip it in the bud quick because she was definitely gonna get a little outrageous with it. Um, and she's just a really bad sleeper. Y'all, I cannot make this up. One time she got up. <laughs> One time she got up six times, and then that last time she got herself dressed for school. Legit took off her pajamas, changed her nighttime pull-up into panties, put on some clothes, and was ready to go. For the Not sure where she was going, though. So needless to say, I'm getting very little sleep these days, but I'm sticking to my routine no matter what. And that's my takeaway from this chat today, you guys. It says that you just have to be consistent with whatever you choose as your routine, don't steer from it. Kids need that. And of course you would need to make some changes and adjustments along the way, but find a routine that fits your family life and tweak it along the way. Children thrive on routines and the more you present a consistent routine, the better off you will be. So, so let's quickly go back over the three things that I have done to establish a routine within my motherhood. First thing I did was I started from the very beginning. I gained control over my feeding schedule when she was an infant, and which means it allowed me to gain control over her diaper changes and her sleep patterns just to understand how my child works, 
how many times she poops throughout the day, how many times she gives me a wet diaper, how much she likes to eat, all that helps set the tone. Right after that, then I was able to use that information that I used from that app, the Baby Tracker Newborn Long, and it allowed me to transition into the, t- the age where she was ready to go into sleep training. That sleep training process, schedule routine, uh, schedule gaining and routine control, allowed me to set up for her nighttime and nap schedule. So that means on the weekends, I was able to gain control over that schedule and that routine. Things became a little bit more consistent. And the last thing that I did, or the main thing that I did was, I stayed consistent throughout the whole time. From the time that I became home and up until now, our routine has been consistent. We haven't steered from anything. All right, you guys, I hope that you learned something from this episode. I hope that maybe you were able to take away a little nugget and that you were able to apply it to your own life and your family life. Let me know which one of these tips you were able to apply to your life, apply to your family life, and which one was helpful. If you have anything else to add to this as far as a establishing routines and being able to gain consistency over your life and your motherhood and your parenthood let us know in the comments don't forget to like comment subscribe please leave us a rating and a review on apple Podcasts. it definitely helps my show out and until next time bye mommies